Welcome back. Welcome back to the All Things Bucks podcast. Yes, we've been on a little hiatus. Summer months, spring. Yes, we missed all of that, but we are back for the regular season. Uh, We are recording as of Thursday night post uh, NFL kickoff game between the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. What a defensive game. These people on Twitter and on Facebook who like offensive scoring, they weren't too pleased with this game, but it's really refreshing to see a defensive matchup and to see the teams try to work out any type of offense to win the game. Ultimately, this game, it came down to the last drive by the Chicago Bears. Unfortunately, Mitch Trubisky did not get the job done, and the Green Bay Packers came out with that victory. But this is a Buccaneers podcast. Just wanted to touch on that briefly. And we are here to talk about the Buccaneers and this season that we are all so excited for because we have Bruce Arians leading the team. We got Jameis Winston, who is free of distractions. We have a new defensive game plan with Todd Bowles calling the shots. And oh, baby, we are excited <laughs> for this season. Today, we are joined with none other than Corey. Corey, say what's up to the people out there. What's up, everybody? I'm back. We back. It's Buccaneer football season. This is the week one preview podcast. Like CJ said, we're doing this after the Thursday night kickoff game between the Packers and the Bears. He touched on it a little bit. That was a defensive battle. Um, We didn't see the Mitchell Trubisky that we saw against the past year when I was in attendance, and uh, that was horrible. But, yeah, this is a Bucks podcast, like CJ said. So it just feels great to be back, great to talk about this team. Um, We got Bruce Arians, Todd Bowles, Jameis Winston in his fifth-year option season. A lot of questions about what's going to happen with him. Obviously, those in the organization already know that. Regardless of what happens this season or not, they're confident with what they have with their quarterback. As seen with what they did with GM Jason Light extending him to match Bruce Arians' contract. So it looks like the regime is staying together throughout their contracts, which means that they're probably going to keep Jameis Winston with them as well. We got Todd Bowles, which I'm very excited about. We're going to run a hybrid defense with him. I am so excited for it. We saw tidbits of it in preseason. And boy, oh boy, this is not Mike Smith anymore, baby. This is a brand new defensive scheme, and I am so, so excited for it. I'm right there with you. Um, From what we've seen throughout training camp and the preseason, those defensive backs are on the wide receivers like glue. They're making plays. They are not 10 yards off the ball. And it's refreshing to see because we have the personnel to play man coverage, bump and run coverage. But for some other reason, Mike Smith decided that that's not what he wanted to call for games. And unfortunately, that led to his firing, having one of the worst defense in NFL history, which we were on track for. Now bring in Todd Bowles, and I like what I see. I'm hoping it translates into the regular season upcoming, and the first test will be on Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, so also on the podcast, we also have the leader of ATB, of all things Bucks. Kel, go ahead and say something on the mic for the, for the fans. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Tis the season. It looks like it's football season. 
I cannot wait for this. I don't really think I can outdo Corey's intro on that one, but hey, it's perfect time to be back. It's our second year doing the podcast, and hey, it's awesome. You came with the Santa Claus vibe. I like it. I like it because it is Christmas. <laughs> Once you get the NFL back, we went through the drought, and now we have perfect. NFL back in our lives. It's so it's perfect. NFL I Christmas am so stoked to have Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles here as our coaches. We'll get more into detail about that as well, but... Hey, I think it's a perfect time to be a Buccaneers fan. I think this is going to be the year we shock a lot of people around the world. Hey, the sky's the limit for us. For sure. And I think that's the vibe. We've been so excited as fans the past couple of seasons because we we know we have talent on offense. We know we have weapons. We went through the weapons for Winston campaign. We went through having uh, James. We're expecting him to have an MVP type season. And just things just didn't go in that direction and the fan base has been super excited the past couple seasons and it seems like everyone is taking that wait and see approach uh even though we got bruce aarons in the house um leading the charge here as the head coach and this phenomenal staff he's put together people are still taking that wait and see approach you don't see as many flags flying uh representing the buccaneers and that's okay because the bucks have to prove to us as a fan base that they can win and win consistently and it starts on sunday at home. I'm listening to um, the Ira Kaplan podcast and they brought up a stat uh, that we haven't uh, been over 500 in like the last 10 years at home. Like I think we've only matched 500 maybe once or twice, which is pathetic. Like we're down there with the with the Cleveland Browns in terms of getting wins, even at home. And that has to change. Yeah, yikes. Yikes is, is, yikes is the word to use. And that has to change moving forward, especially uh, with B.A. taking over as our head coach and leader of this franchise. Um, so before we even jump into the information about the game and, and everything, Kel, wanted you to uh, go ahead and just give us some information on announcements as far as what is going on with all things Bucks um, this upcoming season. Okay, yeah, we have a lot of things going on right now. We are currently actually uh, looking for some extra writers who are willing to write out for our team right now to help fill out some roles as we can go expand on some other other platforms. Uh, we are going into a ATB draft-based coverage with one of our uh, team members, Shane. He is a huge college fan, and we're going to be leading that up all year doing cover college football coverage players that'll be likely for the Buccaneers, uh, whatnot leading up to the next year's draft and so on and so forth. Uh, we have a lot going on too, as Shay has mentioned in her own person. I mean, uh, Ashley, I meant to say she has her own rap, uh, raffle going on. Uh, so make sure to check out and DM her for more details on that. Uh, it goes to a good cause and I'm pretty sure it's, do you, uh, you guys exactly remember? I can't remember. It was the firework. It was something to do with the fire uh, fire department commission. So, hey, it works out really good with that. And just continuous growth on the team. We have a lot of new platforms coming up and uh, growing on the Instagram again. And a couple other things that are still in the works that are going to be public coming soon as well. So looking forward to sharing all these future news with all you guys and all the fans out there. For sure. We'll definitely have Ashley on the podcast to uh, give more information um, about that uh, with the fire department and with the the raffle. Super stoked that we are um, being a part of that as well. 
And Corey, uh, just give us uh, some information, how excited you are about the season, and also uh, what you've been up to, man. You know, last time before the season, we had the curse of Corey. Every game you went to, we lost, but that's okay because it's a new year. So how you feeling, Corey? Well, thanks for bringing up the curse of Corey. Um, it gets brought up almost every time that I mention the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and me going to a game, which, by the way, I will be at Sunday's game. So um, if you see me, say hello. But what have I been up to since the last time we recorded a pod? Uh, a lot's been going on. I'm still doing my military thing. I'm still in the Navy up in Virginia. Right now, Hurricane Dorian is on its way, expected to hit us within the next six hours or so. So I'll be on the lookout to see what's going on with be Dorian. Gotta be safe. Yeah. And then for everyone out there too, they have they all have to be Absolutely. Safe Absolutely. Everybody's gotta be safe. Uh Florida dodged a bullet with Dorian, so I'm I'm thankful that Florida did not get the the brunt of what was initially expected for Dorian. Unfortunately, the Bahamas took the biggest hit and they're going to be needing a lot of help. So somehow, some way, if you're able to help the Bahamas, please do so because yes, please. the Bahamas is a great place to go and visit. Uh, people live there, obviously, so it's, um, it's very much needed right now. They need relief from a lot of people. I see a bunch of celebrities getting stuff together for them. So if anybody listening to the pod can go ahead and help out with relief for anything regarding Hurricane Dorian, that would be great. And more that's going on with me, um, I got a new spot this summer. I moved out of my previous spot, got a new spot here in Virginia. So that it's been very eventful summer for me. Um, like you said, the Buccaneer season is upon us. I touched on it a little bit in the intro, but I'm very, very excited for this season. There's a lot of things that we're going to get into in a little bit, but it's exciting. It's a great time to be a Buccaneers fan right now. Um, I believe I saw on Twitter that the Buccaneers have a .12% chance of winning the Super Bowl or something. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> .12%. chance of the Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl. Expectations are low for this season. But in terms of our eyes, we always have the expectations high. So I'm looking forward to it, baby. There is a chance, and I'm riding with that. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I actually think they're going to shock the world and make the playoffs. I'm dying on Bruce Arians because our our family actually has a place out in Phoenix, and they, they used to have season tickets, and I watched it when Bruce Arians was there in Arizona when they were doing well. Like, I was all for loving Bruce Arians then, and I'm loving him now. I'm like, this is the perfect matchup with Jameis Winston, and I he doubled the Cardinals' win season total from the year uh, when he got hired from 5 to 11, just like us. At 5 to 10, I mean. I think I think ours – like, we had so many close games within, like, four to five points, like eight, to eight games, seven games. I just feel like it was that extra puzzle piece that we were all looking for. We were all thinking it was an extra player – no, I think it was the coach, the coaching staff, and the culture, and it's clearly changed from what I've looked and seen. Like I see the yeah, they've been they've been working their tail off. Uh, the way that BA has been running 
this uh, training camp and the practices. They had the double practices going on to get those young guys more reps. And it just made complete sense. Um, that way, um, players aren't just standing around waiting to get their turn, but they're actually able to get those necessary reps. So they can go back and check the film and see how those guys look to see if they fit to go, to go with this team for this upcoming season. And there was a lot of uh, positional battles that happened um, during training camp and during this preseason. This is actually segues us right into um, talking about the preseason uh, and training camp battles. So uh, I want to go back to you, Corey, uh, on your thoughts of this training camp season, um, the first of the Bruce Aarons era, and how do you feel about the preseason performances? I truly believe that the Buccaneers had probably, in the time that I've been following the Buccaneers stuff on social media, I'd say it was probably the best I've ever seen the culture be between the players and the coaches. It was all business. No play, all business. Bruce Arian said, we're not going to do this music crap. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. You have fun on the field playing your game. You're going to have fun regardless. So... I, I loved what I saw this preseason in training camp, and you brought up positional battles. Um, shout out to Dari Ogumbawale for making the team and being a special I'm teams impressed. captain. He got named special teams captain, so shout out to him. Yeah, I'm impressed you you said his name correctly. That is, <laughs> I would have butchered that name like five times. So. You're the only one on the podcast that can say his name. <laughs> yeah, shout out to him. He he really busted his ass in, in preseason and training camp to, to make this team. And what it's looking like is he's going to be our third down running back when Barber and Jones are tired. And he's going to be running on special teams as well. So I think that it's great what he did. Uh, Scotty Miller made the team, our drafted rookie. He made the team... But we really didn't see anything out of him this preseason and training camp because he was injured and didn't practice a lot and didn't really get many opportunities in the last preseason game. But he made the team as a receiver. I thought that he was going to be put on our practice squad. But I guess Bruce Arians and company thought that he showed them enough throughout the process of rookie minicamp and everything that he, uh, he deserved to be on the team. Yeah, and Brian Leftwich was uh, speaking about that, how he was he was impressing early um, with OTAs and then that first uh, couple of days of training camp before he injured um, his, I think it was his hamstring, before he got injured. So uh, with him coming back just for those last, uh, that last week to, to get a little bit of game action, I think uh, with what they've seen thus far and just his potential, especially with his speed, uh, they wanted him on the the 53 man roster um, to to fit that role, especially on the outside, because uh, Bruce Aarons for his offense he wants to speed guys on the outside and and more of your possession receivers um, in the inside in the slot, which is opposite of what we're used to seeing. We the the speedy small guys in the inside like Adam Humphreys uh, making those plays, or or I'm a, I'm gonna get you with this old name a, a Sammy. Slammy Slaughter. It, what that was his name, right? Slaughter. Oh, Sammy Slaughter. Sammy Slaughter. Slaughter. Did it have an L in it? Yeah. Yeah. 
back back in the Raheem days. But yeah, man, we used to have those. Strawder, 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 not Slaughter, Strawder. I thought it was Slaughter. No, it's not. I really it's not did. Slaughter. I'm gonna yeah, look it up right now. It um, but yeah, like you said, like you said, CJ, speed is what Bruce Arians is focusing on this season, all around our team, our whole our whole team, not just at receiver, but our whole team is speedy. You check out uh, Jamel Dean. Jamel Dean on defense, that man has the size and the speed to be an elite cornerback in the NFL. So the Buccaneers appear to have found a gem in him in the draft. So the team is being built around speed right now, and that's what I like to see. One thing that did surprise me during preseason and training camp in the last week when we cut down to the 53-man roster, Noah Spence being cut. I wasn't surprised by that, Corey. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I'm not really surprised, but at the same time, it's what the, as as what we're just talking about, Sky Miller. It's what they saw in but practice. But what they saw behind they the saw scenes, behind the they scenes. said he was the hardest you know, working player they see on the team. So it just didn't translate to on game, on field action throughout the actual preseason. Well, the first game, the first preseason game, I was like, oh, this is this is the new and improved. <laughs> Um, what man is late? What is his Noah name? Noah Spence. Noah Spence. Wow. Noah Spence. New I and improved Noah Spence. He was eating up the <laughs> the tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but after that game, he became he became invisible. Like we didn't really see him make plays um, outside of that first preseason game, and they left him in those games up until like the fourth quarter. Um, and without him making plays, especially against second and third stringers, at that point, the writing was kind of on the door. And it wasn't a shock to me that they um, gave him, you know, his, his walking papers. Uh, it, it's sad to see because we're all rooting for him. Like, we all wanted him to make the team. We felt like he got a bad start, especially with um, the previous regime. But at the end of the day, you got to get results. And... Hopefully, it just means that we're very competitive and talented on that front. You know, I mean, hopefully that's the best case scenario, right? Like maybe we're just already too stacked, and he was just the odd man out. You know, as I said, they hate the doing the cuts on to the fifty-three. It's the hardest day. You know, like over a few thousand players that day get their walking papers. Yeah, you know, that's what it looks like. So I, I just kind of feel like maybe they're stacked. Maybe they're just really comfortable because when you feel like. Like, I thought maybe once he cleared waivers, he would go to PR. I was a little surprised on that. But you got to take into account when JPP comes back as well and all the other things, right? So And I don't think uh, it's out of the question that we could sign another player, too, before within these first couple weeks. He'd been in the league. He'd have been in the league a few years, so he couldn't go to the practice squad. So he cleared waivers. Yeah, Nobody signed why. him. He's doing workouts for teams. But like you guys said, he just he ended up being the yeah, odd man out. Um, trust and be I was rooting for him. I was one of his BA, biggest right? fans. I thought that he was going to thrive under Todd Bowles in this new scheme. But, Kel, like you brought up, um, I guess this just means that the coaching staff is confident with the Dude. guys that we have rotating in and out at linebacker and on the line. So we'll see what's going to happen this season. Yeah, yeah. You got to trust in B.A. I mean, his resume speaks for itself. Um, so there were some things um, in the preseason 
that we, you know, there was a lot of discussion about the offensive line being one of them, uh, especially that Cleveland Browns game where they got handled well by the front seven of the Cleveland Browns. But I think we've seen this before. Uh, a couple years ago, our offensive line was, I think even Jameis got an injury in one of those games in the preseason, and everybody was up hollering and hooting about, oh, my God, the offensive line is so terrible. Oh, my God. Listen, <laughs> they're not game the planning scheme yet. is very effective. <laughs> they're, not, they're not going 110% out there, especially the first year. They know they're on the team. <laughs> Unless you're out there really trying to make the team, especially the, the second and third unit, other than that, like, we got to pump the bricks. I don't think this offensive line is as bad as that third preseason game. I think they're going to be okay. It can't be no worse than what we saw tonight in that Green Bay and Chicago Bears game. Because um, I think they gave up like eight sacks total for the game, like between the two teams. So I think everyone just needs to pump the brakes. I think the offensive line will be okay. Uh, of course, there will be some you know, broken down plays, especially going against the D-lines that we're going to see this season. I mean... It's the NFL. It's early. Other guys are going to make plays, but I don't think you're going to see the offensive line get dominated the way they did in that third preseason game throughout the course of this year. I just don't see it. Yeah. um, The offensive line, the depth that we had during preseason and training camp, you could see that it was a struggle. You could see the second, third, hell, even the guys who are not around anymore – um, they were struggling. Our first team offense, like you said, CJ, they they were not good against the Cleveland Browns front seven in that dress rehearsal game at home. Um, I truly believe that once they get on the field and feel the energy of week one and they've actually gone over and over and over the actual game plans that they're setting in place with this coaching staff because – like the coaches said, they're not showing their hand in preseason. They're just out there trying to get the players in conditioning shape for the regular season. So the offensive line, I think they're going to be okay. I mean, we did sign Donovan Smith to a big contract. We want to see more out of him. We don't want to see him, like, tippy-toeing on the outside. Kind of like the left tackle from Florida yeah. State last week against Boise State. Please don't oh tippy-toe. Oh, my God. He was playing cornerback, yo. I don't want to see that, that boy out, was of out there back lineman this year. <laughs> we got the we got the two-headed monster and Ali Marpet and Ryan Jensen holding down the middle. But um, I want to see something out of Alex Kappa on, in right guard. Man, they've been talking him up big time. So I want to see what he's got. He it seems like he's finally learned the playbook and everything. I want to see that aggressiveness, which led them to draft him and Demar Dotson. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be more so in the running game for him too. I think uh I think that he'll be huge for the running game. Um I think his pass um blocking will will come with more time, but uh for us to establish the run, I I think uh he's going to be good there. And DeMar Dotson, use your damn 6 foot 8 height to your advantage, man. Man handle the damn defense ends out there like yo. Yeah, you're 6'8", but you know you can drop your hits very fastly. It's like, come on. I want to see more from you. You're a vet. We we got to put the whole line together. Complete unit. We need you guys on one page. We don't need our players getting injured because of you. And we don't need you guys getting injured because we don't know what we have with our depth yet. 
Very true. I wonder how bad his knees are. He was a basketball player too, right? I wonder how bad his knees are. I'm just curious because I know he plays really very high. Like he's very. That's tall what I'm saying. He needs to drop he down. Drop his hips, hips at all. Low means leverage. It's basic. Low means leverage. You have to leverage when you're low. That's why they squat down super low on the line when they pre-snap, right? So I, he always looks super tall in his stance and when he back, like backpedals. So I'm like, I kind of wonder how, like, if it's his age or maybe if it's. I like. I don't really know. Like people rank him high, so but like I've seen a lot of times when I watch him, he's it seems like sometimes he loses a step or kind of gets tangled up a little bit. I don't know. I'm just not yeah, the that, highest on getting kind of old me. out there. And he even said it in one of the post uh, game interviews that yeah, he was like, yeah, I wasn't going 100, percent and he's he's obviously getting old um, as a tackle too. So they definitely gotta groom his replacement. But uh, he's a veteran, so I'm expecting him to come to work um, on Sundays for the for the real deal starting this Sunday. He's so 86 on Madden, like like that's retarded. Maybe he needs a push. Maybe they need this vet push from BA. You know, maybe it's a new, whole new culture and atmosphere. Cause I like we talked about this all last year. I really fucking hate Dirt Cutter. <laughs> I hated him as a coach, not person. I just, I just think the whole BA thing is perfect. Change of culture, maybe now this is where our players will have, get the extra step to play to their better abilities. Because we have so much talent, and we've all talked about it the last few years, you know. And it's this has to be playoff or bust this year. Playoff or bust. And that's that should be the mentality. That's what all the players have been talking about. Uh, at the end of the day. It's Super Bowl or bust. We, I mean, it's playoff or bust, but if you get to the playoffs, you got a chance at the Super Bowl. So you got to get to the playoffs to have a chance at Super Bowl. So Super Bowl or bust. If you get in there, might as well win it all. Um, but it starts this Sunday, week one, against the San Francisco 49ers. They are coming into our house, and we have to establish what we're going to be this season in week one. This is a big statement game. This is a game. That we should win. Um, there's no sugarcoating. This is a game that we should win. We should be favored in this game. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what this offense is going to do with uh, a distractionless Jameis Winston. He didn't have any offseason problems. He wasn't suspended. He didn't have any legal troubles. So he should be focused and ready to go. Brian Leftwich calling the plays. Former player. Former Buccaneer. Uh, he was here actually as a backup quarterback uh, during the Raheem era. He started. He started some for us too. You got to remember that he did start a couple games. He was brought to be the backup, but he started a couple games. The Josh Freeman, the Josh Freeman years, yeah. So, yeah. So Brian Leftwood, he's very familiar with Tampa, and then um, on defense, Todd Bowles. So it's a big game. It's a huge game. Uh, I will be in attendance at this game and for most of the games this season. Corey will be there at the game. He's flying in that morning to get there. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun one to open up the season, 4 o'clock um, here at home. And we're just going to jump into our preview for this game. Um, so I want to go to Corey to give us that injury report update. Okay, so the injury report that came out today, day two of practice, Thursday's injury report 
for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we got Anthony Alclair, calf injury, full participation in practice. Devontae Bond, hamstring, limited participation. Cameron Brake, calf, full participation. Levante David, who didn't play in the preseason, knee, full participation. Safety Mike Edwards, hamstring, full participation. Justin Evans, Achilles, did not participate. Then we got Blaine Gabbert, who injured his shoulder in preseason, did not participate. Damone Harris, illness, full participation. Anthony Nelson, the rookie, knee, full participation. And Vita Vea, knee, full participation. So on the Buccaneers side, it looks like that our guys are going to be fully healthy going into week one. But we'll find out the official injury report and the players that are officially out tomorrow. So we will have an article on that tomorrow. And for the 49ers, you got rookie Nick Bosa, ankle, limited participation. Defense and D Ford, knee, full participation. Wide receiver Jalen Hurd, back injury, did not participate. Wide receiver Dante Pettis, groin, full participation. Center, Weston Richbook, Richburg, knee, limited participation. Tackle Joe Staley, not injury-related, but he participated fully. Wide receiver Trent Taylor, foot, did not participate. Cornerback Jason Verrett, ankle, limited participation. Safety Jimmy Ward, hand, did not participate. He broke something in his hand. I think it was his finger on Wednesday in practice. So it doesn't look like he's going to be able to play week one, which is huge for the Buccaneers offense as he's their safety. So that's huge news for the Buccaneers. If he cannot go, if the training staff in San Francisco cannot figure out a way for him to play. And then cornerback K1 Williams, knee, limited participation. So that's the injury report as of Thursday right now. So It's looking like the Buccaneers are fully healthy going into week one. And hopefully the practice that they have tomorrow, pray nobody tweaks anything or does anything. So they are truly fully healthy going into Sunday's game. Yeah, we are a pretty healthy team uh, going into week one. It is very encouraging and it gets you even more excited seeing that uh, the likes of Levante David, Vita Vea, uh, and Mike Edwards are full participants, and they will be ready to go on Sunday um, for the game. Vita Vea, we know how much how much he means to this defense, especially for the new scheme as the as the nose tackle. Mike Edwards in training camp, he was looking like a a, a stud and a, a rookie sensation. So I'm really excited to see him get on the field, and that's that is your boy. You was hyping him up, uh, and we we made the pick to get him. So I definitely want to see him on the field. He's a he's a playmaker. He he's a ball hawk. That's my boy from Kentucky, baby. Oh, yeah, Mike Edwards, he's the man. He's starting, huh? He's supposed yeah, to be he's starting, starting right he's now. On correct. Start starting right now in front of Justin Evans. Yeah, he's uh he's all which, which is very impressive yeah. for a rookie. Absolutely I'm impressive. At the depth chart actually right now as we speak. So, Jordan oh, yeah, Whitehead. For sure. Jordan Whitehead. Oh, man. This this and guy. I liked him last year. Those are two headbangers right there. And I love that position. Because uh, he's an athlete. Outside, too. But he's been looking really good. And I don't think he's. Still raw. Yeah.
Hey, at the end of the day, it's all about the perception. And we want to show other teams that we're there to punch them in the mouth. So if a fine has to be had, a fine has to be had, period. All right, so the Dominican Sioux is literally somebody I'm I'm excited to see for his bucks. I'm not really thrilled to have all the fines sent to him this year for bullshit. Especially the, he gets fines all the time. He that's the point. He gets fined for everything. I'm not only intrigued, I am stoked to see this defense this season. I mean, we would have won plenty of games if we had a mediocre defense. If we had a middle-of-the-pack defense, uh, the Buccaneers would not have missed the playoffs the past 12 seasons. So, And that's been a point of emphasis, actually, throughout uh, OTA's training camp and this whole offseason is getting those reps for different situations so that you can close out games and win them late. Uh, B.A. has been harping on that this whole this whole offseason program. And he, he constantly brings it up, um, how the guys, even the second and third team guys, were ready uh, for the situations that happened in the preseason, which led to us actually having a 3-1 and one record to close out the preseason, which is pretty impressive um, that those guys fought to the end of games. And that's what I'm expecting to see from the team this season, is that they're going to find ways to win the game. Uh, that's going to actually jump us right into special teams because our new kicker, Mr. Matt Gay, out here making 50 yarders and game-winning kicks in the preseason, and Rookie. I expect to see it in the regular season. Ain't nothing really changing for him. Um, he's not missing kicks in practice like Aguayo was missing kicks, so I expect him to be our kicker and to do it well. Hey, Aguayo didn't miss kicks in practice. He he made the kicks in practice. He missed the kicks in game situation. So nah, bro, he missed kicks in practice. Remember, remember the article. Oh, Aguayo's missing kicks. He was missing kicks in practice. Yeah, I I love Matt Gay. I love the Matt Gay uh, pickup in the draft. The kid can kick. It looks like he can kick from 70-plus yards um, if he had the chance. I know in training camp during the practices open to the fans, he was kicking from almost 70 yards. So yeah, it, it looks like we got he a has kicker. A um, please, please, Matt Gay. Be the kicker that we've wanted for years since former, Matt Bryant so left. Please, please, team. please, please. Yep. And then the Buccaneers, of course, got a uh -huh. new punter this offseason, okay. Bradley Pinion. Um Yes, yes, he is. Correct, Cal. He is a former 49er, so, and he's got a boot. So we're probably going to use him in kickoff situations and punting. So I want to see something that we haven't seen in a while, our special teams being good. Our special teams actually excelling on the field, giving us the field position switch. That and that's, that plays a huge role in, the in managing the game. Position. I think I one of the downfalls the of the Dirt Cutter era, the era was year. that he didn't really manage the game as well as he should have as a head coach. We didn't run the ball enough to take time off the clock, and we really didn't win that um, field position battle as much as we should have in games. And that's the small things that happens throughout the course of the games. It really, it can be overlooked really easily, but it means so much to get the win um, and become victorious on Sundays. 
So I think B.A., I'm pretty sure he's very aware of that. He's been, you know, going over situations, and he understands that we're going to need to run the football to take time off the clock sometimes. Other times, we're going to have to make sure we win the field position battle. And if you're going to, when you're watching the game this Sunday and for the rest of the season, pay attention to that. I think that's going to pay off dividends in us uh, chasing the playoffs for this season. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Hey, Bruce Harians, I, I think him and Belichick are the two best coaches in the league right now, currently. Like, the game plan and everything and how just they know everything. They've been around the league for so long. I'll throw Belichick, in, I'll throw in Sean, I'll throw in Sean McVay, man. Yeah, Sean McVay, I know. But, like, if we're talking about, like, got, like the old school the guys vets, that, like, the veteran the vets, coaches, the vets, the two best right now and experienced, I would say, Bill Belichick. Bruce Arians, hands down. Coach of the year too. If we go to the playoffs, I don't see why he can't be coach of the year this year too. He's gonna win it again because he's that good. I agree. He's that good as a coach. I already can feel the difference uh, from what I've seen from the team. Mm -hmm. Do you feel trust? That's a great word to use. Well, like not really trust. I feel like more. I feel more accountability. Like I from the difference between Dirk and. Bruce Arians, like just the way the culture is and how their approaches with the players and how they handle themselves in the media when something goes wrong and right. Like Dirk rarely took responsibility half the time, in my opinion. If he did, it was so blunt and vague because he was like forced to say it because Bruce Arians will be so straight up as a guy and honest. You can just feel the honesty out of, out of him. You know, it's no bullshit. No aid. It's just straight A to B. And so Dirk was always everywhere, you know? You kind of have that feeling. I know it's early. It's early. It's a preseason. It's a preseason feeling, but like, it's kind of the past. Oh, I definitely have that feeling. Yeah. Yep. And and BA is a straight shooter, man. He's gonna let you know. Boom. That's I, I loved how uh after that first uh game, he asked Sean Murphy Bunn, "Hey, did you play today?" <laughs> like what? <laughs> like to, to the media, I was like, "What?" <laughs> but that's that's exactly what the players need. They need to know, like, hey. You can't take You're this not for gonna granted. play. Like you got to show up. You got to be accountable. You'll be one of the seven players that don't play. You're not gonna be here for long. You're not gonna play. You're not gonna be here for long. And that's what's keeping players on top of their game. And if you don't want to be there, like they're gonna cut their ass. It's that simple. It's the same thing from all leagues everywhere to high school football even. <laughs> the player doesn't want to be there. And why are you gonna waste the coach's time and everyone else's time? You know, you're only gonna bring down the whole team. And that was our, I think, our problem in the past couple of years, right? It's like, hmm, no one really wanted to take blame. And and you can kind of tell that there are some people showing up to games on game day, and they were not ready to play. We had a lot of players like that. In the past. I mean, years. Yeah, all for sure. But past. I think all of that is uh, definitely going to change. In the past. That's behind us. That's behind us, man. And now we're moving forward. You gotta see the negative to see the positive, right? For sure. So let's jump into what put butts in the seat, the offense. And I'm loaded. Hey, this is exciting offense, even though we've lost some pieces, but we still have plenty of weapons for Jameis to get the ball to. And not only that, I'm really looking forward to seeing this running game um, this upcoming season. Because I actually think we do have the opportunity now with a real head coach that's going to run the football and 
get us my favorite uh, slogan. Get get those guys some more rushing yards, man. PB and J, I think they're gonna light it up. I Let's think, copyright it. Hey, we need to we need to coin that for the for for Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones. But I really like what I've seen out of Ronald Jones uh, coming into the preseason. How he ran, how he's running hard, and he he's trying to become RB one. He just needs to break a couple. He was close in preseason. Just need to break one or two more tackles, and and he's gone. So we see that in regular season. He's going to become RB1. I still love Peyton Barber and how hard he runs and how he's he's a little bit more elusive than people give him credit for. But uh, that home run threat of Ronald Jones, if he can can break a couple uh, at the end of the day, that's what you're looking for on offense, that big play. And he can he can he can take that job and get the bulk of the carries, but um, yeah, I, Kel, I think by week four, whoever takes it off, like whoever plays really well, yeah, whoever has like, the hot hand, and within the first couple weeks is I think that's gonna. You got to remember, job, it's a one know? two three punch like now. They're they like a one two punch. It kind of reminds me back in Arizona when they had Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson, remember? I guess a one two three, right? Well, yeah, same thing in Arizona. They had Chris Chris Johnson. David Johnson is like Speaking a rookie. Speaking of him, he's not time. on our roster anymore. And uh, what's his name? Andre Ellington at the same time too. Yeah. So they had a three three back thing there too. But also they didn't have two amazing tight ends. They had to pick up guys like Jeremy Gresham and some random dude. You know, like now we have more talent on that passing front than ever. We mm-hmm. have four tight ends. So we have four tight ends Ooh, capable wow. of – Spreading the field out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have O.J. Howard, Cameron Bray, yeah. Anthony Auclair, and that boy Damn. Tanner Hudson. Tanner <laughs> Hudson, man. Shout out, shout out to Ashley for uh, supporting Tanner Hudson. <laughs> Tanner Hudson made a name for himself in preseason. He, um, I think he broke a record for preseason for, for receiving or something. He he made a name for himself, which is why he's on the 53-man roster right now. You guys mentioned the running backs. One, two, three punch right there. They will have a definitive number one running back, like you said, Kel, within the next few weeks. We'll figure out who will be the one. I still believe in my heart that it's going to be Peyton Barber. I think that Peyton Barber, Peyton Barber is going to seal this job. Peyton Barber will stay RB1. I do not care what you say, CJ. Peyton Barber will be RB1 this year again. And if he's producing, I'm not mad at that. It's all about getting the W exactly. this it, season. It, we just want to win. That's it. We just want to win. So if, if we're getting production from the running back position and everybody else is contributing, hey, I'm all for it. We haven't even talked about our quarterback, really, Jameis Winston, during the preseason. Man, oh, man, his decision-making was night and day different than last season. The man was taking sacks. He was throwing the ball away. Hell, he, he got out of a bunch of sacks and took off running with the ball and, and controlling it. I, I loved what I saw from him in preseason in terms of decision-making and not making bad throws. So I think he's turning the page finally with a quarterback that he can relate to with a coach who's the quarterback whisperer. So I think that Jameis Winston this year, like we thought last year, CJ, uh, before he had all the distractions and everything, we thought last year he was going to be in MVP talks. I think this year Jameis Winston will be in MVP talks, and he will take over the game week one against San Francisco. Everyone can come back to this moment. Where Corey said that, and all my predictions too, and other Corey, that 
you can prove us wrong, but these are our dead ass predictions right here that coming from the heart. You know, <laughs> anyone can come back to this. I, and and with Jameis too, Jameis didn't play bad last season, especially the last at the, seven the games. Last the last seven season. games he played amazing, but it was just he a distraction. Well. It's just really tough to win games, and I and people really need to understand it. It's really tough as a quarterback because you're gonna get the the blame for win or loss. It's really tough to win games. When some of those games, you are the leading rusher and your defense is last in the league, period. I don't care who's out there at quarterback. 100% correct. You can have Tom Brady out there at quarterback, but if you don't have no running game, you ain't got no defense, you're not going to win too many games. And if we can just get the defense to play middle of the pack and we can get a running game that can just control the clock, we're going to be in really good shape, especially when it comes down to December football and getting into the playoffs. And I think that's going to benefit Jameis the most is that Todd Bowles is going to have his defense playing well and Bruce Aarons will commit to the run to either settle him down, to run some clock, and to do what we got to do to wear down the opposing defense so that we can take over and control the actual football game that's being played on Sundays or Thursdays or Monday night. Whenever we play, we'll be ready. But before we get off the offense, we talked about running backs. We talked about Jameis. We talked about the O-line. We talked about the tight ends. But we didn't talk about one of the most dominant units in the NFL. One and of, I'll take our wide receiving core no, They, they are core the most dominant the wide receiver core in the NFL. I don't care what anybody says. The stats are going to prove that this season. We got probably the best one-two punch in the NFL with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Then we got, we got our other guy, Brashad Perriman, the deep threat. Who came in this offseason. We got Bobo Wilson, his speed. We can use him on screens and stuff. We got Justin Watson and we got Scotty Miller. But the top three receivers are going to be the ones that everybody's going to be focused on. Me? I see both of them having a thousand yards. Guy, Brashad Perriman, the deep threat, who came in this offseason. Very much possible. We got Bobo Wilson, his speed. We can use him on screens and stuff. We got Justin Watson and we got Scotty Miller. But the top three receivers are going to be the ones that everybody's going to be focused on. Me? I see both of them having 1,000 yards receiving this year. He was on pace to make the Pro Bowl last year. There's a reason we were the number three offense last year in the whole NFL. Our passing game was the reason we were the third-ranked offense in the NFL last year. Absolutely. When you got Mike Evans and then you have um, um, Godwin and then you have the speed of Perriman and then you got the speed of O.J. Howard at tight end and then you got Cameron Bray who's Mr. Reliable. Like Red zone target right Red zone there. targets. And the play calling will be different in the red zone this year. We won't see we won't see predictable play calling throughout the game. Absolutely. First down run, second down run, third down pass. No, nah, this ain't Dirk Cutter's offense, baby. We're gonna be unpredictable. Absolutely. And all Jameis has to do is just make the money, make the money throws, the money reads. 
Uh, throw the check down if it's there, baby. Throw, throw the check down and let these guys make the plays because uh, Chris Godwin, he is definitely a he can be a number one wide receiver on many teams throughout this league. Mike Evans. I still don't we, know how he fell to us in the third round. Well, you know, sometimes you just get lucky, and we got lucky with Chris Godwin. Thank you, Jason Light. For sure, for sure. And Mike Evans, he's if he gets a thousand yards this year, he will tie Randy Moss with the uh, most consecutive start of a season with a thousand yards. Like for him Six to do that, that's that's Hall of One Fame. Of two receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's Hall of Fame level right there. He's on track to be a Hall of Famer, um, and he's the face of the franchise. Uh, we love, I don't care what anybody says. I'll put Mike Evans up again. Any we'll other put wide Mike receiver in the NFL against anybody. Mike is Mr. Consistent, um, and and he's ready to play every Sunday. And can't wait to see what he does this season because he looks slimmer, he looks faster, and he's ready to go. Sorry, Mr. Sherman, for San Francisco, but you're gonna get the toast this Sunday. Oh, he's gonna get the he's gonna get the Lattimore treatment on Sunday. Oh, the la- oh, we gonna give him the Lattimore treatment. Oh my. He gonna be he gonna be looking like a, a dead fish on the floor. Woo, woo, that's rough. But but at the end of the day, it's happened before and it's gonna happen again. Chris Godwin, I really look forward to seeing him uh, catch a lot of passes, especially out of the slot. Um, B. H. spoke about him possibly catching a hundred plus passes this year, and it's possible. He's not coming off the field. He's not coming off the field, and he shouldn't come off the field because he's that good and he's that reliable. Uh, so those those guys. If that's you're a looking for a fantasy wide receiver and he's available, get Chris Godwin. Oh, right I definitely now. made him my second wide receiver I picked uh, for this upcoming fantasy season. I'm looking forward to him dominating and helping me win the championship. So uh, CJ, let me let me go ahead. We've talked about the offense enough. Let me go ahead and hop into our defense. What what we think we're gonna see from our defense this year? We've touched on it a bit. We've talked about how they're playing to their their comfort zones. Mm-hmm. We're going. We're transitioning into a more of a three-four defense than a four-three. Yep. But we still see both the hybrid defense. It's it's a process. It's a transition. Yep. Um, we got rid of uh Gerald McCoy this off season and brought in Headhunter and Damakasu. So it was um two defensive tackles that have been compared to each other throughout their careers. Drafted the same year. Blah blah blah. Um, I love Gerald. I thought that he was great in Tampa, mm-hmm. but we need we needed a more aggressive leader on the defensive front, and that's what Indomitian Sue is going to bring us this year. Uh, we got Vita Vea. He had the injury scare, but I'm glad to see that he's healthy now. He he was supposed to be out four to six weeks, and he is ahead of track, ahead of schedule to play Sunday. So those two right there, we're probably going to see Sue lined up on the outside, Vita in the middle. And then Carl Nassib or William Golston on the other side, opposite of Sue. So we we've got pretty good pretty good defensive line. Um, shout out to Carl Nassib for being named a defensive captain. What a story he's been. He got cut from the Browns. We picked him up last year off of waivers right before week one. And now look at him. He's named a captain. He's busted his ass. Everybody is is loving him. Loves what he brings to the Buccaneers. And I think that we could potentially see. A ten sack year from Carl Nassib. Yeah, we really could. Carl Nassib, um, they've been talking highly of him. And we saw it last year with his high motor and how he made plays uh opposite of uh JPP. Dropping him in coverage and everything. And dropped like him in coverage. This so year. He 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 can 
do it all out there. And, uh, you know, it's really good to see. Uh, I was surprised to see his name come up as a, a team captain. But um, these guys, they've been out there with him every day. He's out there uh, hyping up the defense, high motor, and, and keeping everyone in check. And he took on that role, especially with JPP being out with the neck injury. And he deserves it. Um, if your peers is voting you as the captain, especially of the defense, uh, you're doing something right and you deserve it. So shout out to Carl Nassib on that. Um, and he can also help you with your finances as well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this defense, this front seven, man, uh, they're looking they're looking pretty good. Um, it's a little thin. Uh, we don't have no dominant pass rusher. Um, no, but but right there when you say that, let me, let me give a shout out to uh... – Rakeem Nunez Roches, also known as Nacho. Nacho. The man, the man is the depth that we have, and he he looked he looked great in preseason. I mean, that's the reason they kept him on the team. He he looked great. Um, our depth on the line isn't the greatest, but with the players that we have, I think they're gonna do just fine. Our front our front seven that we have is gonna do just fine. We've got a le- two leaders in the middle. We got Sue and Levante David. We got Nassif on the outside. William Goldstone on the outside. Then we got our rookie, Devin White. We got Devontae Bond if he's healthy. Don't forget about we, Barrett, we, bro. We, yeah, we've got Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett rushing off the edge. We're, our defense is going to be great. Uh, nobody's going to be able to know what Todd Bowles is going to be running because they're going to be showing pressure from everywhere. You're not going to know where they're coming from. We saw it in preseason plenty of times. You never knew where the rush was coming from, and we kept getting to the quarterback. I believe that we had um, 11 sacks this preseason. 11, which is way more than we had last preseason. So the rush is going to be there this year, and playing to the player's strengths is going to benefit our defense a hell of a lot more than what Mike Smith had us doing. Our young secondary that we got are going to be playing to their strengths. We got Hargraves, who is in his contract year pretty much. Mm-hmm. We got Carlton Davis, who was, gave up the 12th least yards last year when he was playing outside. So that that is somebody I'm looking at having another breakout season. We got Mike Edwards and Jordan Whitehead at safety. Two headhunters, they're going to be going for the ball. Ball Hawks right there. Um, who else Who else we got out there? We talked about Sean Murphy bunning a little bit. I don't know how much in the rotation he's going to get, but hopefully hopefully we see a lot from him that we didn't see in preseason. We got Jamel Dean, who I talked about a little bit ago. He His speed and his size can translate to an elite NFL cornerback, so I think that Todd Bowles is going to have this defense going the right way. And on Sunday... We're going to cause three turnovers. Three. I like it. Are we going to score on one of those? Pick six. Pick six. (laughs) You love to see it. You love to hear it. Mike Edwards. Of course you pick Mike, of course. But, no, I completely agree, man. This this defense should be be humming, man. And I think one of the the, the stories – uh, from the offseason to preseason, how fast this defense is and how fast they're playing. Um, so we should definitely expect them to get pressure on San Francisco, on Jimmy Garoppolo, and create some habit, create turnovers. I really like the the combination of Carlton Davis and Vernon Hargreaves. For the Vernon Hargreaves that we did see in preseason, looked like the Vernon Hargreaves we drafted number one over 
number one, uh, not overall, but in the first round. 11th overall um, in the first round. A few years ago. And Carlton Davis, uh, I really liked him last year. He was still um, learning, but he, he looked good last year. I think he's going to have a, a really good season this year as uh, the, the starting corner. Jordan Whitehead, we touched on him a little bit earlier, but he was a guy who will always stick his nose in there and, you know, come up and make a tackle. He's not afraid to hit. And I liked how he worked on his coverage ability and looks like he's really settling in as a safety. And I don't think he's giving up that starting safety roll up, even if Justin Evans comes back. Um, unless Justin Evans look all worldly in practice, I think this is Jordan's whitehead job to lose at this point now. And Mike Evans, I mean Mike Evans, Mike Edwards, we have too many of the same names on the team. Uh, but Mike, Too many Evans, too many Mikes. Too many Evans, too many Mikes, but Mike Edwards, he definitely looked the part um, in training camp and really want to see him in live game action to, to, to judge that. But from, from what we've seen, he looks like he's going to be uh, a potentially special player. And as far as like the, the defense overall, I think they're going to set the tempo. I was on Twitter, and our defensive line coach, uh, one of our women defensive line coach um, that's on staff, she was tweeting back um, at what Garoppolo said, how they want to come out and just dominate us like, like we sorry. <laughs> like, sir, did you coach not see Locust. your preseason tape? <laughs> like you sorry <laughs> from what I've been seeing. Did you not did you not hear what happened in uh training camp practices? The man threw five interceptions in a row. Like Jimmy G, uh you got paid to go out there and be their franchise quarterback. Come on now. You're coming off of an ACL injury. You you're not gonna dominate this uh fast young defense. Come on. Exactly. The only person on their offense that I um have concern about is Kettle. Um, they're tied in because Kettle did leave. I'm not worried about him. I, I think our linebackers. I think our linebackers can can contain yeah, that motherfucker. I think it's there. a mismatch, to be honest. I mean, uh, maybe we're gonna have to put a safety on him, but he's probably the only person that we really need to worry about. I don't I'm think. Gonna, I don't think the running game right now. Last year we had an issue stopping their running game. I don't think we're gonna have that issue this year, especially with Via Bell being back for this game. I think our run defense actually will be better than what people are expecting who, it to who be. Who do they got running on Sunday? Tevin Coleman? Yeah, Tevin Coleman. Oh, no, no. We, and, we and know Breida. all about Tevin Coleman. We know all about Tevin Coleman. Yeah, Matt Breida and Tevin they got, Coleman. They got those two uh, because Jarek McKinnon's out for the year again. So we, we know all about Tevin Coleman. We played Matt Breida last year, so we, we know what's going to happen with that run game. We saw the run defense in preseason. They were stout, so I, I have no issue with that. My bold prediction, though, was Kittle is a one-hit wonder. Kittle will not have... As great of a year that he had last year. This is all possible. I'm not. I'm not gonna doubt the guy. I think. I think he had actually a really good year. Uh, I think he's their their top yeah. offensive weapon. So, but we will see on Sunday. Um, I think they're gonna try to get the ball to him early for sure. But uh, if we are able to get some pressure, boom, he trying to throw that thing over the middle, picked off, pick six, baby, to the house. He doesn't. He doesn't bother me. I. I don't care about Litterilla. He. He doesn't bother me. <laughs> Litterilla. He. He's just gonna keep dancing on the field like he did in Tampa and miss tackles. It, it's okay. Quan, thank you for your time in Tampa, but you're. You're the enemy now. I don't care for you anymore. Have fun losing on Sunday. I mean, he's definitely gonna give them an emotional boost. You know, he's gonna be jacked up to come back to Tampa, his first game with his new team. 
So he's gonna be he's gonna be pumped up. Um, and I think we got to come out there and take advantage of him being amped up. Um, definitely, you know, get a get a hat on. We need our crowd. We need our crowd to get into the damn game on Sunday because man. I am tired of opposing fans coming into our stadium and making it like a home game for them. We need Buccaneers fans there loud and proud cheering on this young team because like we've talked about in this podcast, this is a new era. This is a new team, new coaching staff, new everything. This ain't the same old Buccaneer bullshit we've seen for the past decade. It's time now to support your local team. Get your asses in the seats and support the damn team. I completely, completely agree. Completely agree. Um, and with that being said, we just touched on the offense. We touched on the defense. Um, let's just go right into um, our, our fantasy studs. And who who would you start on fantasy uh, this upcoming week? If you have any other players for the Buccaneers or any players for San Francisco, Corey, who is your fantasy stud for uh, give me one guy on the Buccaneers offense and one guy on the offense for San Francisco. Jameis Winston, Buccaneers offensive stud. Um, pretty much a lot of fantasy experts and analysts are saying that he is a start this week, mm-hmm. and they have him ranked as one of the top fantasy quarterbacks this season. Jameis Winston will be a fantasy stud this week and this upcoming season. A player on the 49ers offense that's a fantasy stud? If he plays, Dante Pettis. Yeah, Dante Pettis. He, he was gonna be he was gonna be uh, one of the guys that, that I was gonna actually mention um at wide receiver because he, he's pretty good in the intermediate and shorter routes. And that could be an issue uh, especially um for 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 our, our DBs if we're able to get that quick hand on him. Um, to, to slow him down or if we're not able to get that pressure. So there will be opportunity there for San Francisco uh, to get some some underneath yards um, there. But the guy on our offense who I think will be a, a fantasy stud for us for sure will be O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard got to be the man, especially in the red zone. Especially in the red zone. We got to get O.J. Howard the ball, man. He has to be, as much as I love Chris Godwin, and he is definitely a wide receiver 1B for us, but we have a top of the line, possibly the best tight end in the league if we get him the ball. I need us to get him the goddamn ball, period. <laughs> so uh, definitely would like to see him have a have a huge game for us. And to take advantage of, I mean, he's going to jump over Kawan Alexander. That ain't no thing. Like, throw that thing right over Kawan Alexander's head, and OJ's going to go get it. Period. They ain't got no linebackers. Let's make a statement. Have OJ dominate the game. And then it's going to open up everybody else on the field. And we should win this in a blowout. And as much as I wouldn't be like, oh, it's going to, no, it shouldn't even be close. We should win this joint in a blowout because I don't think the 49ers are that good. I think they're actually really bad. I think they're low tier in the league. And I think we're trending up and we just got to go out there and prove it on Sunday. So those are my two. Fantasy stud picks uh, for this game. Kel, what about you? For sure. We've started hot before. Don't don't pull a Fitz Magic. Don't pull a Fitz Magic and start out 2-0, coming out blazing and then laying egg. Nah, we're not going to do that anymore. So, like we've said, this is, this is new. This is a new era, a new team. 
So those two that you just touched on, those, like you said, I mean, that's pretty much our whole offense right there. So, yeah. Okay, those are those are definitely some fantasy studs. I, I liked your picks as well, CJ. And to finish off the pod, let's go ahead and give our prediction for the game. Kel, go ahead and give, what do you think the score is going to be? Well, you know, I got us to win. You know, I want us to win in blowout fashion. What about you, Um, CJ? What's your score prediction? Don't you put that on Matt Gay. (laughs) Yeah, but um, yeah, for my prediction, I got us winning 27-17. I definitely feel like we will have uh, opportunities to actually, instead of convert field goals, to get touchdowns. But they're still going to be working out some things. So um, I got us getting 27 uh, points on the board. And the 49ers getting a late push, a late score to make it a little bit closer with the 17. But I think we're going to win this uh, game decisively. I, as well, have the Buccaneers winning this game. And ending my losing streak finally. I have the Buccaneers winning by 11. 31 to 20. Jameis Winston will throw for over 400 yards. We will see a touchdown by running back Ronald Jones in this game. Like I said, we'll have a pick six by Mike Edwards. So the Buccaneers will win 31 to 20 on Sunday at Raymond James Stadium. And that's going to end up concluding this first podcast of the season. Damn. Buccaneers versus 49ers. Nah, you're coming out preview. to the game. Um, so, hey, show CJ, up and show out. Get loud. If you're watching it on TV, get loud in your home. Get loud at the bar. Wherever you're going to watch the game at, hey, go out there. If you're on Twitter, tweet. Tweet at us. Tweet at the team. Yeah. Tweet at the players. Hey, let's show our support, man. We're all in this together. This is a fresh start, new year uh, with the Bruce Arians um, staff. And I think we have a chance this season. Uh, to develop something special. So, hey, go Bucks, baby! It's it's a new year. Let's, Let's do, do it. Oh uh, yeah, this is the this is a perfect time to be a Bucks fan, I think. And Santa's Any last thoughts, coming Kel? early this year. I think we're gonna get finally get a playoff berth, and we're gonna break this whatever pirate curse going on down in the bay. We're gonna right. we're gonna get the shit that. out of it, right? I love so, that. I Santa's love that. coming in. And he's gonna give us a gift. Football gods are going to answer our football prayers. This is how it's going to go down. I'm just so excited to finally get this thing going. It's going to be a great year ahead for the Buccaneers, for ATB, and it's so awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's going to be a great year to be a Buccaneer fan. It's been a long nine months, but Buccaneer football is finally back. We are thrilled. You can swipe right um, on Tinder. If you're on Twitter, go ahead and follow All Things Bucks <laughs> on there at All Things TB Bucks. You can go ahead and follow the ATB Podcast Good on dreams. there at ATB Podcast underscore. You can go ahead <laughs> and like our Facebook page at All Things Buccaneers. You can go ahead. Hey, 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 hey. We're not talking about that. Go talk about that. Go ahead and like our partners on Facebook as well, Bucks Life News. Go ahead and give them a follow on Twitter, also at Bucks Life News. You could follow me on Twitter at Corey underscore Hayes four zero seven. And that's going to conclude this 
opening podcast for the 2019 Buccaneers season. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Anybody that's going to the game on Sunday, myself included, let's have a great time. Let's cheer our asses off and let's get them to a win. And if you're trying to tailgate before the game, make it to the What the Buck tailgate. 3316 West Ohio Avenue, right across the street from the stadium. Starts at 9 a.m., $20 to park, $20 all-you-can-eat food and drink. So it's going to be a blast there, too. Go Bucks, so baby. So make it to tailgate with us. And then head into the stadium and check out Tim McGraw pregame concert. And let's all have a blast and go Bucks. Go Bucks.